0: Grace, I see a pretty face.
1: Eric! You're Eric, you I'm are.
0: I'm Eric. <laughs> Boy, you really, really want that one. Episode Again. 40 number 46. We're here. We have what? This one for if I'm doing math right, five, six, six more month and a half before Woo-hoo. we're in that year. Woo. What? Yeah. We have some planning to do. Yeah. I get to see you this weekend. That's crazy. Yay! All right, you want to start this show, you think, or what?
1: Yeah, let's
2: do it.
0: Okay, listen up. Tonight's all about the Roxovania Trail Series and all the races in the sticks. So let's learn all about it on episode 46. I'm Eric Idiot Runner Kosek,
1: And I'm Grace Hot Pants Langheim. Eric is all business in the front of the pack, and I am all about the party in the back.
0: That's right. Business up front and party in the back. Together, we are The Running Mullet. And we are going to talk about every aspect of running, the podium, to the DNF, and everything in between. If you are a runner, this show is for you. Now sit back, get out your foam roller, and enjoy the party. Big Monday, Grace. I had off today, so it was a great Monday for me. One of the best ones ever because I didn't work. Same. That's awesome.
1: Gosh. Same. I had up the Conestoga Trail today. That was nice.
0: Fun. How yeah. was, you went to the, the Funt stuff, the Funt stuff this oh. weekend? That?
1: that was my third year volunteering at Funt. I love volunteering at this race. It is so much fun. P-H-U-N it is fun. Um had a blast. Uh Lacey and I went there and then we went for a little hike
0: afterwards. Was the weather favorable?
1: Terrible. It was absolutely terrible. Really? <laughs> it was it there was no rain in the forecast. Uh it was pouring buckets and then as soon as it was done raining, the wind just terrible. It was very very windy. We had to take down the pop-up and um and then as soon as the runners were finishing kind of the, that middle of the pack, the sun came out. So.
0: <laughs> cool. Well, at yeah. least it didn't keep raining.
1: Yeah. And we are very fortunate to, you know, next week we have, we are booking some. Uh,
0: top I would say notch. We are stacked. Great. We
1: are stacked with some top notch um, guests coming up tonight next week and the week after. And so next week is going to be, uh, Carl Perkins, who's the race director for fun. And he has been race directing that race for 10 years. It's phenomenal. So we're going to learn a lot from him. So I'm excited to have him on.
0: Yes. When next two weeks or tonight and next week's all about race directors. So it's always good to talk to them and uh, figure out what's going on with this coming year and how they Mm -hmm. do what they do and what makes them good at what they do and all that stuff.
1: Now, what'd you do this past weekend?
0: I cleaned for you and a bunch of other people. So you, when you come to my house, it's not a mess. I clean my garage or my barn. If Your cares. barn? Yeah. So I think we're ready for you. Um, mm-hmm. As ready as I'm going to be. It's going to be yeah. cold. Really yeah. Cold. Yeah. 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 And you're
1: looking, you're hoping we're going to get a record mileage. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's my hope. I'm not the one out there putting down the. The, the boots on the ground to get that mileage. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's possible. I think there's quite a few people who have that goal in mind. So it, it should be interesting. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be a fun time. The new idiot loop. It's, I call it the idiot loop 2.0. Mm. Yeah. Same thing, but different. You'll, that's all I'm going to yeah. say. Yeah.
1: If I don't like it, I'm only doing it once. Uh,
0: I'm good. Mean, the out the there. better you can get out of my house, the better. When I always- <laughs>
1: That's what you always say, and then you invite me back every time.
0: So tonight, you ready to get this show rolling? Just do it. We are talking about the Roxovania Trail Series, and we have on a race director from North Central PA. Who uh, he can correct me if I'm wrong, but I and I asked John Schaefer this, so John Schaefer is going to take the heat for this. Also, if he's wrong, I believe Craig. Um, are these 10 races throughout the year?
1: That is a lot.
0: Yeah. And even if it is wrong, anywhere near that number is nuts. So, um, his races are very smoothly run. Everybody Mm -hmm. loves everything about them. He does a phenomenal job. I don't really know what else more there is to say other than hopefully we have some questions coming in for him once he's on, but, uh, we appreciate his time coming on to talk about the Roxylvania trail series which is a bunch of trail races um, all around, I'm going to say, north-central PA. Um, and
1: Craig is Craig is a great runner himself and does a ton of trail work. And so, so many reasons why we love having you on the show. Craig, welcome. yeah
2: well, glad to be on.
1: Ah, oh, man. And uh, the idea for the show, I was looking, I've been stalking the updates for the Roxylvania Trail Series because I don't know if I'm if if I'm gonna make it for this year. I'm I'm already signed up for at least one of the races, but one of these years I'm going to be eligible for one of the cool awards at the end. I'm determined it's either going to be this year or next year. And I had some questions about the Roxelvania Trail Series and I thought instead of asking you those questions we would just have you on the show so we can just you talk about it on the show and answer everybody's questions about the Roxylvania trail series. So here you Sounds are. That's
2: good. Fire away.
1: <laughs> well, first, I mean, tell us about the, and Roxylvania for those of you who are listening is the um, kind name that Pennsylvania has been given mostly by hikers. Uh, the Appalachian trail hikers call Pennsylvania Roxylvania. And so all of these races take place in Pennsylvania And a trail series is typically a collection of races that are put together and uh, as one collection. And then awards are given out collectively, your performance over the course of several races, um, rather than just the one race, or in addition to just the one race. So there is a trail series called the Roxylvania Trail Series um, that a ton of people are involved in, but uh, I think you masterminded the whole thing, Craig and so just tell us about it
2: well we used to be part of trail runner magazine series and it was i think it it was called the trophy series and every year if you ever looked at the winners like pennsylvania won like if there was 18 categories pennsylvania was like 16 out of 18 every year for like five years and so it was a hotbed for trail running but a but uh, the thing was, all of our races locally joined the series with Trail Runner, but we never really got any recognition from it. I, mean, I don't know why. They just have that. I mean, they call that bias, West Coast bias. So, but uh-huh. well, we were paying money to be part of their series, which was fine. But it just seemed like, well, why don't we just start our own here? We're not getting publicity anyhow and we're paying for it. Why don't we pay into a little pot here in central PA and where all the winners were coming from anyhow, and let's just reward them our own way. So um, yeah, so we started in 2018, we kind of broke off and now I don't think Trail Runner even has that series anymore, but we, we got out kind of at a good time. But 2018, I said, well, why don't we just get some races together that were already part of that series. We'll just make our own here. And we'll do our own prizes and point system and <clears throat> things like that. So, uh, you know, got together with, you know, uh, you know, John Johnson and Amy and, um, you know, um, you know, Joel Heasley and, you know, all the race directors like that. Josh Gavitt, you know, uh, Luke Ebling. And, you know, we all help one another out anyhow. So all those names, you know, John and Amy and Josh Gavitt and Danny Colgrove. there are are all the races anyhow. So I was like, well, let's just do it. We're all kind of a family. So we started our own series. And I think we only had maybe like eight races back then, but it's grown to 20 and we do our own little point system, but we kind of focus on how many events that you do. So it's, we were talking earlier before the show started was we try to make it simple how to earn a prize. And so there's 20 races but there's five divisions. So you can pick like the sandstone division. There's five races, but they're mainly like 10 Ks. There's a seven K, uh, the chief of four miler. So it's kind of like the shorter event. <clears throat> and then slate division has eight races, but that's more some of your harder 10 Ks, you know, your 15 Ks, things like that. But what we do is you just finish eight of any, anything, any race, if you do the Heiner 25 K, or you and then you do a 5k, you know, maybe at uh, the, or the night flight 10k, it doesn't matter. If you do eight races in the series, then you get invited to New Trail Brewing Company for the party. and we do a win stop jacket now every year like a nice embroidered jacket. So eight races. And then the other stipulation is um, we do age groups for each division. And we have like 19 and under up to 60 and over. And um, if you come in the top three at the end of the year, you, and so each race that you do, you get up to 25 points in your your age group. So if you come in first, you get 25 points, come in 25th, you get one. Now, unfortunately, some of the races like Heiner, there might be 200 people in your age group. You might not get any points and that's mm-hmm. fine, but you still get credit towards the eight races. So some people get all bent out of shape, like why well, didn't earn any points? And we're like, that's okay, we, we keep track. And when I say we, uh, Falcon timing and revive gear, uh, Andy and Tanya do the points. So <clears throat> God love them because I used to do it when we first started. And it, <laughs> it is a pain to keep track of like 3,300 people because yeah. it's just not points. You have to also include, did they finish? They might not have got points, but you have to keep them mm-hmm. in there. So, um, but we handle all that. So there was a little confusion for some new people coming in. Like, well, what do I need to do mm-hmm. to be part of this series? Nothing. We we take care of it. Um, even you well, know, you know. And I so want to
1: clarify that. So yeah. there is no registration oh, no. into the Roxylvania Trail Series. If oh, no. you are registering for one of the participating races, you're yeah. automatically going to be counted. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We'll, we'll keep your, we'll keep your points. So if you come in third at Heiner and you get, you know, the 23 points or whatever, it's automatically calculated. And, and, you know, and for people that are like, Oh, I don't want to be part of this series. That's fine. You know, you just Mm -hmm. don't come to the party. Don't collect your (laughs) jacket, whatever, but we're going to invite you to the, to the party. We are going to buy you a jacket or, and then there's a lot of prizes from our sponsors, but it's very simple. Yeah. Yep. So
1: um, I want to back up. So I have yep. so many clarifying questions. So yep. um, so the jacket is for people who participate in eight of the races of any division. Yep. And then yep. in addition to that, there are prizes for the top three of each age division in yep. each category.
2: Right. Okay. Yep. Now with that, <clears throat> you have to do a minimum of four in that division so let's gotcha. take the sandstone division has five races okay mm-hmm. it's night flight chief Otona, heiner 7k dandelion and little pine five miler there's five mm-hmm. races you have to do four a minimum of four to get the jacket so because yeah. some age groups as we were discussing earlier there might be a 19 like a 17 year old kid that only does one but he, he got 25 points well we're not buying a jacket that. For someone that just did one event so we do put a minimum of there that way you're investing in our series we'll invest back into you so each division now some divisions have eight races so Mm -hmm. you just have to do four um in any division just a minimum of four to earn the jacket now bragging rights you could be that 25 year old girl or guy that comes in third that's great um you know even if you only did two races but you were that fast You got all those points. But at the end of the year, yeah, you're going to be on the website. Great job. Mm -hmm. You came in third place. But to get invited to the party and earn the jacket, you must do at least four events. Yeah. Um, And and most, I think 80% of the people do, you know, they win by doing four. So
1: now, um, if anybody who's doing the math, there are 20 races. Um, but then there's you know, you're saying there's eight in one category, and that's because some of these races have multiple distances, right? Yep.
2: Yep. Okay, yeah, for instance, uh Green Monster um has a 15k, 25k, 50k. <clears throat> um, so basically and then like Heiner has two, um, Call the Wilds has two, uh, Sharp mm-hmm. Top has two. So yeah, so what you have to do is you have to figure out <clears throat> do I want to just do eight races and, and scatter them around and just kind of have fun. Or do mm-hmm. I want to concentrate on a division? Well, if you want to concentrate on a the division, then if you're doing Green Monster and you already did say the uh, the view, or you're going to do the view 15K, we might as well do the 15K Green Monster. You're going to get more points that way. Yeah. So so basically, some people will say, well, hey, I like the ultras, so I'll I'll do the Dolomite division, which is the Heiner 50K, Sharp Top 50K, Boulder Beast, uh, Green Monster 50K, and the Call of the Wilds 50K. Mm-hmm. So, so people will just concentrate on that division. Um, and there's only five there, five races. So it's a little easier to get the points in that one. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So we just try to make it fun. That's all it is. And it's free. We don't charge anything uh, to any participants. And at the end of the year we throw like a really nice party at New Trail brewing company. And um, you know, it, it's a lot of fun. So. Yeah,
0: and Misty, Misty Trowbridge just asked the question that I was wondering, and it is kind of common sense now that she asked it. All right, now that you kind of described it, but it's impossible to do them all just because um, the different distances are, are from the same race on the same day. Right. So if somebody wants to say, oh, I want to try to do
2: them all, it's pretty much impossible just right. because of the way it's laid out. It would be impossible, but to Misty's question is – if you're completing that many events, you're gonna come in the top three most likely. Right. And you're gonna okay. get the eight, you're gonna get the eight races. So when we do the prize bags at the oh. end of the year, usually like when La Sportiva or one of our sponsors like that gives us some nice swag, mm-hmm. we it tends to go to the people that do the most events, like the Misties, oh, okay. Rick, Rick Philmans you know, the people that you do all these events, or if they win two or three categories, like someone like a Rick Fillman or Jane Cohn, people like that, they'll win multiple age groups in different divisions. So mm-hmm. so people that the more you win, yeah, like when La Sportiva sends a running jacket or a free shoe certificate for a free pair of shoes, it tends to get into those bags. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, you can't do all 20, but like, you know, you could do most of them. But we don't do a prize, like I said, we I don't think we've had – many people do every single event it's just it's almost impossible
1: that sounds like a challenge though
2: but um, it's something that we could consider <laughs> we have what, nine months to figure it out yeah. so yeah but if someone does every race on that calendar i'll, I'll make sure they get something
1: <laughs> all right okay um and they are uh, primarily um I mean, they're all through the year, right? We kind of yeah. kick off with some stuff. Do you have anything February, March?
2: So- uh, frozen snot's coming up in three weeks. Oh, that's right, yeah. So the frozen snot eight and a half miler oh. is part of the slate division. And then um, the half, the, um, the 12 or 13 and a half miler is part of the limestone.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah,
2: that'll be the first one. And then, um, then we have Fire in the Rocks, which is actually my favorite 10K there at Zindal Park. So that's in March. Yeah. And it goes the whole way up through... Uh, second week in November with Tracy Kemmer's um, Ty Doughton Challenge. Great. So
1: Yeah. And I think one of the other things I want to point out with this, I have heard this from um, specifically from some podcasts that focus, they have that West Coast bias. And um, I remember listening to a podcast and they were talking about, you know, are there any sub ultra races out there? And I'm just like, Screaming mm-hmm. on the other side, come to Pennsylvania because we have so many sub ultra beautiful races. It's not like it's a sub ultra and you, you have to go around the playground 12 right. times. I <laughs> mean, these sub ultra races are gorgeous, some of them are incredibly difficult. Like, uh, Frozen Snot, I was telling somebody the other day, I said, Look, my uh one year I ran Algonquin 50K and I think my time was like 649. Mm-hmm. And then the next weekend I did Frozen Sot, uh the 13 and a half, and my time was 647. It was only two okay. minutes faster than my 50K. <laughs> and yeah. and so I think that's another thing to point out with the Roxylvania Trail Series. Like, yes, we're talking about four milers and, <laughs> and 10Ks and 15Ks, but these are beautiful, beautiful races um throughout uh Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And, and I'd say, too, like our sandstone division is like I call it and I, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but like an entry level, like that's the, you know, like the night flight, the Heiner, mm-hmm. like we have the Heiner half in August where we, we put on a 7K. Mm-hmm. And so it's only 4.5 miles, but it, it's a tough race. But what we're finding is that division, like if there's 36 total age group winners, I think 33 out of the 36 spots were filled for a prize at the Rocks. They all got invited to the Rocksvania series. So wow. that's showing me now, if you take the Dolomite division, which is all the pretty much the 50 Ks, mm-hmm. only six out of the 36 earned. Wow. So what it's shown me is there's a lot of room for beginners with this mm-hmm. series. So the Sandstone division and Slate division, it's 15 Ks and under kind of thing combined. That's where most of our people are coming from. And I love Mm -hmm. that because without getting those newer people, and then I'll talk about the kids stuff in a little bit here, because that's Mm -hmm. part of Roxovania now, but that's where you're getting a lot of the people and you're getting new people into this sport. And if you've ever seen, I mean, you know, when you get to a race and you talk your friend or your neighbor or, you know, a high school kid into this sport or somebody, the look on their face when they finish these events, that's what inspires us to keep doing what we're doing is they just love and you can just see it that they, they're 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 hooked and so mm-hmm. I think it's very important like but the series is last year we had a couple people that when I sent the email out that they, they had no idea they, they got back to me they're like what do you mean I'm invited to this to this party <laughs> I, I never win anything and I'm like but you won your age group yeah and they're like that's impossible, you know? And it's like, no, it's not. You did five out of the six races or six mm-hmm. out of the seven, you earned enough points. And so that kind of inspires people to get out there, you know, to, to give it their all. And we're not asking you to, you know, you don't have to win the event. Yeah. We're just winning, but, these, but these divisions that have the shorter distances are packed. That's where we're finding most of the people. And as you go up in distance, it, it's a little tougher and it's more of a commitment we get yeah. a little bit less but the thing is we have that pipeline coming in that more and more people are trying it they might be motivated to say hey my goal is just to get that jacket next year and if if they complete eight races that's that's a big commitment um yeah and that's so they deserve it so um i i love seeing that
0: yeah the beautiful that's thing the beautiful word is they they earn it like you said it's and that's totally different than what we're brought up thinking of, of racing and having, you know, trying to win and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to worry about that in a series like this. You just have to do, you know, put your time in of so many races and, and earn it. Yep. Yeah. That's a good point.
2: Yeah. And uh, I'll touch on real quick. If you don't mind the, we started the Roxavania kids series. So, and uh, mm-hmm. even with that, I mean, it's three events. It's Little Loggers, Smallfoot, and Canyon Kids. We joined up with the um, um, Tioga Running Club there. Well, that's in your backyard, Eric. Mm -hmm. And so the three kids races, I mean, I think last year, Little Loggers was our original one. So that's always the biggest event. We had 253 Mm -hmm. kids towed the line. Now, there were 300 signed up. We had 253. Smallfoot had 146 and canyon kids had 156 kids Mm -hmm. and out of them so what we did is if you did all three you earned an extra piece of swag so we did like a quarter zip and i think a bag and four kids and here again this is free you know we keep track of everything and we really didn't do points for that what we do is if you do all three um you earn a prize at smallfoot which is the last race but we had 80 kids which is 80 did all three events which is wow for kids twelve and under, I mean, you know, they're in soccer and they're in football, and you got all this stuff going on. But eighty were able to complete all all three events. I thought that was amazing, and yeah. and to give those kids, you know, um, you know, the, like the Bad orfs and that, like those kids wear those shirts around like a badge of honor, and you can see <laughs> them like the first day of school. You see on Facebook, and th- their kids have these shirts on, and they really, you That's know, cool. are proud of that. So. That's kind of feeding that pipeline too. Is let's get the young kids involved, mm-hmm. and so we, so even the Roxylvania Kids series, mm-hmm. it's growing. So I think we went from like sixty kids to eighty this year, um, wow. from two thousand twenty-two to two thousand twenty-three, and even our uh, uh, Roxylvania series, like for the, the you know the, the adults, I mean it, it keeps growing. I think we had one hundred and six this year that earned a jacket, mm-hmm. and uh, so it just keeps growing. So it's, it's very fun to watch. So yeah.
0: Little loggers thing. I mean, it started out with just the little loggers, I believe, the first yep. year, right? And and it is crazy. You know, you said the numbers this year. That's that many kids did a race. If, if there wasn't such thing as little loggers, then they wouldn't even know what it feels like mm-hmm. to run one mile, let alone uh, whatever yeah.
2: the, whatever. I forget. What the yeah, they're three three miles.
0: Yeah, but I mean, that's that's huge. So for those eighty that did all three, for example, if if even. A quarter of them realize, holy moly! I this running thing, I kind of get used to this.
2: You know, you well, just introduced—that's huge. Yeah. Well, and little loggers is on Father's Day typically. Now this year, there's an extra Saturday in June, so it's going to be the 23rd, I think it is. But um, so it won't father be on Father's Day. But for 253 kids on Father's Day to be there, and I don't know how many dads come, you know, would come up to me after the race say this is the best way to spend father's day is watching my kids (laughs) running. And some fathers, you know, we allow parents to run with the kids. We kind of discourage it. You know, once you've been there, once the kids are over six or seven, they don't want to be running with mom and dad, but, um, but parents get to run with their kids too, but they, and it's such a good feeling, but even 80 kids or, well, 253 lined up, but on father's day, Um, that's amazing to me. Um, I mean, but I, I just think it's a good, it's a good thing for the kids to get them out.
1: It is, and I so couple of things on that. I mean, one, this is huge. You know, forget about the racing and competitiveness and all of that, but just getting out into nature and and having physical movement is just so good for our mental and emotional yeah. health. Yeah. Um, so that's really the the ultimate win and and a huge piece of it. I do want to clarify for people because some people might hear the word free and think that they're misunderstanding. Um, so the trail series for the kids you know again they don't have to register for it or anything like that right. but like little loggers for kids 12 and under this is a, a free trail race right yep.
2: yep every it's everything well all three so even all canyon, three are free Canyon kids small foot um, I love canyon kids up there. Um, they, yeah. so we do it we're kind of the same which is nice like even the big the roxylvania trail series all of our races if you come to them there's a there's definitely a culture there that you're kind of used to but -hmm. with the kids it's the same thing they get the shirt the socks or whatever swag that you're handing out it's all free um all three have food afterwards uh you know with an ice cream truck or you know i know canyon kids they do the hand dipped ice cream from a local place um but it's all free uh and the parents too um And, but we want the kids to get out there and experience what we're all experiencing on Mm -hmm. average weekends when we're going to races, but we just want to make it free for them to come and enjoy, get to experience it. And then hopefully, you know, as they get older, they, they stick with it. Or if maybe their sports require them to not do so much trail running, because whether they're playing a different sport that, you know, but we want them to come back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to clarify if yeah. you think you heard that wrong you did not these these are free trail races yep. you can join in Pennsylvania and yep. can you talk a little bit because some people might say wow that's amazing I mean it must still it still cost money to hold this kind of stuff mm-hmm. you know how do you fund it and also how can I help and well, so can you talk a little bit about Revive and and how that so,
2: helps so with like with PA Trail Dogs like the more races that you do of mine, that's what my money goes towards some right. of it. Um, yep. And then revive has the shop set up at the events and that's where the proceeds go towards that. Um, and people can donate <clears throat> when you sign your child up for the race. Um, <laughs> there is a, there is a place on each race on ultra signup that you can donate. So we, we'll collect you know, we'll collect a couple hundred dollars from people donating when they Mm -hmm. sign up their child. It's free. But like I said, there'll be a tab there that you can donate 10 bucks or $20 or whatever Mm -hmm. you want. And, um, I think this year there's a group of people that contacted us that said that they want to pick up the, uh, the uh, ice cream truck bill for us. So every once in a while you'll get maybe somebody that steps in and says, Hey, I came to that last year. I have a business. And so we just do things that way. Um, I think Revive got a grant for Little Loggers in the past. Um, You know, so everything goes to help. Because I think Little Loggers with usually 300 kids signed up, that's about a $12,000 race. So um, we don't have to pay all $12,000 sometimes, you know, between donations and things like that. Or maybe, you know, something gets donated, (laughs) Um, you know. But we all know when that ice cream truck rolls in then everything, you know, everything's out the window. Those kids are lined up at that truck. But yeah. that's one of our biggest probably expenses is the ice cream truck. But, um, but yeah, it's completely free. Uh, just go on Ultra Sign-Ups page for those races. Uh, Little Loggers is open right now. So there is a place in there that you can donate or just go to revivegear.com. No, I think yeah. Sonia has a spot set up that you can, yeah, run wild. But I love the
1: Revive gear. I have a lot of Revive gear and it's good gear. Like my joggers, those are my favorite joggers. My yeah. sec, they might not, I don't know.
2: Ah. They're my favorite joggers,
1: but <laughs> Eric's sweatpants are my favorite sweatpants. So yeah. we'll go right yeah. joggers yeah. and sweatpants are different. Yeah. Um, So lots of great gear and, um, a good condition shoes can also be donated to yep. Revive right so if you go yep. to any of the races you're like hey i've got a pair of last sportivas they didn't quite fit right i want to give them you can donate them to Revive and then Revive will then sell them at a low price
2: yep yeah um, revivegear.com uh, tanya handles all of that um so like little loggers we kind of coordinate like we'll just kind of pick and choose like little loggers, I'll, I'll handle the insurance and the, you know, the, the agreement, the permit through the state and, you know, things like that. And then, you know, we kind of coordinate that together. She'll pick up maybe the shirts and the socks. And so we just kind of share the responsibilities on that. And then Canyon Kids, that's all through Tioga Running Club. And, um, but I know Revive, you know, she sets up there as well. And, uh, and then mm-hmm. Smallfoot, that is a Revive event. Uh, that's all Tanya's, that's her event. So, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a, it's a nice thing, a good relationship there because, like the money, if you're buying that that gear, it's all gone back to the kids. So,
1: yeah, yeah, shoes and gear. So, oh man, we covered a lot. There's so many yeah. opportunities. I do want to kick back to Misty's question. Do you have plans to add anything longer than a 50k to the Roxylvania Trail series?
2: I don't. I don't think so. Only because, um like I said, the Dolomite division itself only, we only had six people earn a prize out of 36 possibilities. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to put our money into the series, I'd rather put it in personally to the shorter divisions that that's where most of the people are. Because like when I look at the Dolomite six out of 36 isn't, you know, that just tells me there's not a lot of interest. People aren't, you know, because to be honest with you, they're doing, say, Heiner 50K. There's some good 50Ks in there, but I, I don't think unless they're, you know, Eastern states, um, there's not, I mean, what else is around here? Um, yeah. You know, so there's not a lot of opportunities. We'd have to go out of the area. And how many of those races are, are going to want to be part of the series? You know, like it's yeah. the series, you know, we kind of did it to help the local races here that mm-hmm. if you were to choose an event you'd be like all right well firing the rocks 10k sounds fun and i'm from williamsport Well, i'll just do that instead of driving to maryland or mm-hmm. you know new york or wherever like we tried to keep it located where people stick around here but yeah to to have longer distances i there's just not a lot around here it seems like most of the races here you know like I said besides eastern states we really don't have anything over That's what
1: i'm saying i'm saying the folks out on the west coast that think that there aren't shorter you know sub ultra distances there's a lot out there and they keep people like matt lipsy happy
2: i I don't understand when the magazines that all they want to focus on is ultras and that's fine but more of your readers are here they're in the 25k divisions they're Mm -hmm. you know there's 1500 people at Heiner. Yeah. Okay. So that tells you, you know, or you, you know, you go up the green, green monster and it's packed. It's sold out. You know, you go to sharp top Lee and Laura sell out every year. Like mm-hmm. that's where the people are and that's yeah. all under 50 K, but yet nobody wants to focus on that. That's fine. We'll take it. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll it. I like, I'll take the beginners all day long or, you know, the people doing the shorter distance. I'll yeah. take that all day long because that's where that's where you get the people that
1: it it is a cool mixture because you get yeah. beginners. But then you do get people like Matt Lipsy and he's yeah. he's a phenomenal runner. And he's like, you know, I just don't want to do the ultra right. distance. And so you do get a mixture of, of some incredibly strong runners um, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, just because maybe they don't want to do ultra distance or they want to do something short and, and uh, fast mm-hmm. and maybe a part of their training plan. And so I think I think those uh, sub ultra distances are a lot of fun, partially for that reason, because the the um, the crowd that it attracts is so diverse. Yeah. Um, it's really great. And and especially those times where you have different distances to choose from. Green mm-hmm. Monster is a great example where you have that 15, 25 and 50 yeah. and the mm-hmm. crowd at that race is, mm-hmm. is, is just such a cool, diverse crowd.
2: Yeah. I, I think that's the flavor that you get. I think whether you go to, you know, Sharp Top or Smith's Snob or you go to Fire on the Rocks, they're all unique in their own way, but at the same time they all kind of have that same flavor of like it's it's a it's a crowd that's there, they're cheering one another on. There's a lot of camaraderie. Yeah. I think you find the same kind of flavor. I don't know how yeah. else to describe it. But, I
1: yeah. don't know if we mentioned Greenwood Furnace either. And that yeah. One, uh,
2: yeah, Greenwood Furnace that so is down so pretty. Yep, yep. Greenwood Furnace is involved. That's, um, no, they're changing over race directors. And I'm not sure, they're in the series. I'm just not sure who yeah. the new race director is yet. But they, yeah. it was Nate King. And I know he was handing it over to somebody. But that's a yeah. nice one. That's a half. I know they have a 10K now that they offer, but just mm. the half's part of the series.
1: Yeah, but, uh, such that's such a, a good, pretty race. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. man, I love it up there.
2: Yeah. So I, you think, a, a, I think you get a good variety.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't want to jump into anything too big um, towards the end of the show here, Craig, but you want to talk a little about the, the PA Trail Dogs Volunteer um, Trail Work Program you got going? Yeah.
2: So about three years ago, we went to um, a trip out to Colorado. And <clears throat> what I noticed was it was the middle of the summer, we're doing any trail that you want to do. We have no problems. But then I thought, when you come back to Pennsylvania in the summertime, I mean, it's a curse, but it's it's a beautiful state. The problem is during the summer, you know as well as I do, the stinging nettle starts to grow in every hollow, the 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 fern, the, the tall grasses, you know the all the jagger bushes, it just we just it gets green and lush. So I thought, well, if I put on Heiner, in april and someone from pittsburgh or kentucky or florida wants to come back up and do that course or the trails that we have around here the black forest trail the mid-state trail ty Dotten, whether any of our events i'm kind of ashamed because they're all overgrown i, I mean it's snaky it's you know ticks but then stinging nettle nobody likes to run through that for a couple miles so we i thought well let's start a trail adoption program and it's still in its, its infancy so i do apologize that we don't get every trail clear but our pa trail dogs group we started it three years ago and we spent up to date about thirty eight thousand dollars on trail tools so our whole premise is we bought mowers like dr mowers that cut through all the brush we bought chainsaws we I think we bought almost 30 weed whackers. We buy the gas, the string, the spools, um, you know, extra change for the saws, anything. And we provide the gas. If you can pick a trail in central PA in our local area here where we have these Roxovania races, we'll supply everything that you need. You just, you know, so if you want a two mile section of mid state that you run on all the time, I'll give you the weed whacker. You go out, you know, and, uh, I'll provide everything. So, um, we have, a, I think I have listed here, we have 56 trail sections right now adopted out. So we're just starting it and we're just seeing how this all plays out. And we ask each volunteer um, to do twice a year. So end of May, early June, and sometime in July, if you can just go out, mostly weed whacking is what we're asking people to do. And just to go out and clip clip some trails, You know, whether it's on the Mid-State, the dot and Black Forest, and we have a list of those on the PA trail dogs website under trail adoption. I have to mm-hmm. rework that because we're gonna add about 10 to 12 new sections, but and we're not asking you to do a whole 10 mile, like usually two miles of weed whacking is enough. That's yeah. if you can do that twice a year. I think it takes about I th- about two hours to weed whack a mile of trail to do it right, like mm-hmm. to get it down. And um, but we'll provide everything. Um, so you just go on patraildogs.com and there's a trail adoption thing. Now I'll be working on that here soon. But um, our whole thing was is just to keep our local trails open as possible in the summer months. Because right now in the winter, yeah. almost every trail that you go out, it's fine. There's some trees yeah. down, maybe some blowdowns, but you don't have to worry about the stinging nettle. And because everything down our way here is hollows, everything's a run where mm-hmm. there's a stream, and the stinging nettle is just you know, it's just, it's such a menace. So- there, was,
1: there was some pretty big blowdowns I saw over the weekend because we've been hit with a lot of rain down here in Southern Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And I saw Mike Stoltzfus out mm-hmm. on the horseshoe trail yep. and I was talking to him a bit, he was doing trail work and I was talking to him a little bit and he had this really cool backpack and yep. my husband and I, we do, yep. we have a two and a half mile section of the Mason Dixon that we maintain. This backpack was amazing. And he's like, I got it from Craig Fleming. Yep. I took a picture of it because I want this backpack. Uh, and yeah. uh, it's it was great to see him out on the trails, taking care of it, taking care of the blowdown. Yeah, that think, happened
2: recently. I, I think we purchased about 10 of those backpacks so far. They're from the Kine. Yeah. The backpacks, you know, and uh, Schaefer. So cool. and, uh, and John Christ and I were out on the Heiner course on Friday cutting probably the biggest hash tree I've ever had to cut. I think it took the two of us to about an hour to get That's through a big one. To it. Now we ran on Saturday in the group and, you know, you enjoy the trail so much more when you're not crawling over and through things. But um, yeah, it's, we're even working throughout the winter if we can. And, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think the backpacks, I think we purchased 10. And speaking of chainsaw work, we, I think we've sent a dozen people to the chainsaw safety class at mm-hmm. Tydot and State Forest in the last two years. So what we're trying to do is get more people to the training classes, and uh, that way, if they can go out and do some chainsaw work for us. But um, but we usually just ask the trail adoption. Just to clarify that we we really don't ask anybody to use a chainsaw um, right. unless they're they go to the training. Really, what we're looking for them to do is just weed back, weed whacker, clip um, mm-hmm. the dr mowers that we bought. We bought two of the big. Mowers, the brush mowers. Um, I know, like Tess Barnes borrowed one for a while uh, from us, and John Schaefer borrows it. Um, so we'll lend those out to people that you know we can trust to use them. But uh, mainly, it's just weed whacking, so it's pretty you know easy work. Or ju- or we even buy the loppers, and we bought little backpacks for people, and those packs. I think I have five left. So if anybody wants one, contact I me. Do. It comes with a silky saw, a pair of loppers, and a pair of hand nippers. And the backpack, it's just a little backpack, but we buy that. And, you know, if you want to just keep a local trail, the like, clip some Laurel, mm-hmm. um, that's the way to do it. And the silky saw is a nice handsaw that it's sharp. So it'll cut some bigger stuff, but you don't have to run a chainsaw. So, but uh, so we have a lot of exciting things going on, but we, I'd like to grow the trail adoption program. It's just, yep. it's just time and money. And, uh, and the reason why we, pay for the is so that you use ethanol free fuel in all of our tools. Cause we buy the steel weed whackers. <clears throat> and I think, like I said, I think we purchased about 30. And what we tried to do is if you're a, if you're a volunteer that's out there weekly um, a lot of times, I'll just tell you, just keep the, keep the weed whacker. Like instead of coming to my house every, you know, every two weeks yeah. to grab a weed whacker, a lot of our main volunteers, I just say, just keep it. If we need it, we'll let you know. But um, yeah. So other Schaefer, the, the kind backpacks, we all have them. And, uh, but they're, uh, if you want one, Grace, I'll make sure. I do. They, when they go on sale, I usually buy them. So. Yes. You got to <laughs> volunteer up
0: here. Sales, Grace. You can't stay down there the whole time. You got to <laughs> come up here, cut some stuff up here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's tough to to cool. get up there when there's so many fun things to do, but.
2: If yeah. I can give one little plug real quick is, yeah. So if anybody wants to help, I know a lot of people ask how they can help with the trail. If, mm-hmm. if you can't get out to help with the trails, like, because we always have four work days a year. And we have a big one coming up in March, usually for Heiner. It's a four day, you know, you just come whenever you can. But we do Thursday through Sunday. But we also have a way that if you don't uh, or you can't help or you don't live in the area, if you go to PA Trail Dogs Mountain Club on Ultra Sign Up, um, we do have a way that you can donate to the PHL dogs mountain club. And when you do that, 100% of that money goes to trail tools. And then if we have like, if we buy snacks or if we have like good neighbors or somebody does some food afterwards, but hundred percent of that goes towards the trail tools. And we usually get about $2,500 a year through donations, but yeah. all that money goes towards the gas, the string, the, the weed whackers, anything that, you know, the tools. So yeah. but that's on Ultra Sign Up. So Ultra Sign Up set up a page for us, PA Trail Dogs Mountain Club. And you can just, it, I think it's $25 to join, or you can make a bigger donation if you'd like, but it's $25 mm-hmm. and um, at least you know that your money's gone towards our work days for Trail Tools. So
1: Yeah, that's great. And, you know, we all remember the Outside Magazine uh, article that came out that was kind of like, hey, tra- yep. trail runners aren't really doing their part to maintain trails. And I think a lot of the trails that um, you're focused on um, because part of the article um, had mentioned how much mountain bikers do for trails. And that is accurate. I know locally down here in, in South Central Pennsylvania, um, the mountain bikers in this area are incredibly active. They do an awesome job of, of taking yeah. care of the trails and it's definitely no shade on them, but it is a challenge to those trail runners, um, especially newer trail runners getting into the community to say, hey, let's step up our game a little bit. And a lot of the trails you're maintaining up there are not accessible to mountain bikes. Right. Um, So they are primarily hikers and trail runners. There are some great hiking clubs that do a lot of work,
0: um,
1: like Keystone Trails Association. Uh, But there's, you know, many hands make light work. Yeah. And so the more people who can get involved and take two miles and and I think what you're doing is great because it is it's organizing us. And that's Mm -hmm. really the thing that has been missing. I think that people want to help and they want to do a good job and they want to take care of our trails, but they don't necessarily know how to get involved. Or like you said, hey, you know, I don't want to run a chainsaw. Well, actually that's that's not really a part of the gig. Right. Um, you don't have to do any of that. It's mostly uh, weed whacking and cutting back and and taking care of trash and,
2: and well, uh, although else, the outside live. magazine article, I think they did that to kind of get the clip in yeah. the people emotional. I think they did about yeah. it. But at the same time, I mean, as mad as I was when I saw the article, I do have to agree a little bit with them Mm -hmm. because I've been out on trails before where there's an inch or two of snow and there's tracks in front of us and there's some branches laying there and and all the people went around it. And then my friends, we pick the branch up and throw it off and it takes us one second to do the flick of a, you know, the twigs. So I do understand that there's a lot of people out there. I my saying with trail running is either you're a giver or you're a taker mm-hmm. and either you're given back to the sport or you're just taken yep. and the takers are the people and i'm not saying just runners i, I think backpackers are just as guilty uh-huh. I, i'll go on the black forest trail before slate run and there'll be backpackers all over the place and there's twigs down everywhere they don't and so i can say mm-hmm. just trail runners aren't guilty of it either yeah. <clears throat> but if everyone just did their part of saying hey, every run that I do, I'm going to at least stop and pick up two branches and move it off. It'd be less work for everybody. But there's, unfortunately, there used to be a lot more takers. But with our trail adoption program, and I think just getting the word out, because when people come to one of our work days, it's amazing the look on their face. It's almost like a trail event. They're so like, oh, my God, I gave back. And then when they run that race, like, let's say they did some side hill digging, it's yeah. funny because you, you you hear them back there saying, hey, this is that spot that I helped dig out. And they're proud of that. Yeah. And they see a different perspective. And so my thing is, is the more people that we can encourage and to inspire just to move. I mean, you don't have to cut a big tree, but if you can just yeah. move from a couple branches on your hike or your run, yeah. then, then we don't have to go out there and do as much. So, And I, I'm starting to see that around here. But yeah. like I said, it, there's, a, there's still a lot of people that you know they don't want to interrupt their training you know to move right. a small tree that two people could pull off in 5 seconds
1: yeah
2: but they leave it for the next person so our thing is the more people we can inspire to say no 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 let's move that real quick exactly
1: you know, i yeah. think it's i think it is a big part of it is you know when you when you're running with that friend and they're new to trail running teaching them hey this is a part of it is yeah. taking care of these trails that we are thankful to be, mm-hmm. to have the privilege to run on, um, you know, with that privilege comes responsibility and we need to be responsible for those trails. So mm-hmm. I think that article, as much as I it like yeah. kind of rubbed me the wrong way, I was also like, eh, you know, maybe, maybe I'll adopt yeah. a piece of cause I didn't yeah. adopt a piece of trail before it. And then after it, I was like, you know, I, I want to do a little more too. Mm-hmm. And so it was a nice little kick in the pants that I think yeah. we all needed. But like I said, I uh-huh. think the, the big piece is you're organizing it, and that's yep. what we need: is is uh, people stepping up and and organizing um, and saying, you know what, let's let's figure out a way to get ourselves situated, and how do we get classes out, and and how do we get the yep. word out?
2: Yeah, I well, I know. Like, uh, give a little shout out to Lee Arbogast and Laura. Yeah. their group of Sharp Top. I mean, what they've done with the old Logger's Path is they simply got that back opened up you know and now backpackers you know are enjoying it and they go they're always out there and it's nice mm-hmm. to know that maybe we had a little part in that cuz Lee helps us out with so much and Laura yeah and so if we you know if we rubbed off a little bit on them uh that's great but like i said that article i you know yeah i was upset just cuz i knew that we do a lot of work but at the same time i thought well hey maybe this will get people a little angry and they'll start going out and clearing a little bit. So I think actually it was probably a good thing. It
1: probably was. Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) we all know why they did it. They wanted the the clicks. They wanted to get people kind of angry. So I saw through it for what it was. But at the same time, it's like we're not looking to do anything extravagant. Let's just Mm -hmm. keep the trails opened up the best we can. And, you know, and that's where like, hey, if you sign up for a trail dog race, at least, you know, like, you know, we're trying to use the money wisely. Give back to the community as much as we can and uh, you know, make a difference. So, because if you if nobody touches the trails around here, like I said, we're cursed once summer hits, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. area, but boy, the trails just get uh grown shut, and we all know what lies in that grass underneath there. That you know, yeah, so between the snakes and the ticks and things like that, it's nicer to have a nice open trail to enjoy. So,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Grace, you said that you hit the nail on the head when you said it gives everybody direction, I think, more than anything, and mm-hmm. organization and direction of what to do, because no, I think a lot of people didn't really know what to do before um, yeah. Before you did the volunteer program. Not only that, Craig, but you give people direction in a lot of things, just with all the races you do, and getting people out there running, it gives people direction in life, so you're, you're huge in the, this community up here, and we sure do appreciate you.
2: Yeah. Well, it's, it's the people that help out that, and they all know who they are. If they're watching, they, they make it, you know, they're the ones that make it and inspire me to keep doing what I'm doing. I, cause you know, Eric and I were talking earlier, he says, you know, with all those trees you've been cutting lately, do you ever get uh, frustrated? frustrated? And I was like, yeah, it, it's, it's just an ongoing process. It's, you know, windstorm hits yesterday, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, well, there's going to be trees down, but at the same time we, we do what we can and, like I said if everyone just kind of chipped in and moved the little stuff it gives us more time to get the big stuff out there so I, I just encourage people if you're on your run just you know try to make it a goal to move two things and if there's 10 of you then well then that's 20 things you moved off the trail that uh other people don't have to move so uh, that's yeah. that's all i can encourage people to do and, so but don't move too much because I want something to do out there. So
1: <laughs> and trail work will get you one of your bingo slots if you're playing bingo with the rest of us. So
0: I gotta start on that, I guess. I uh,
1: that's another another bonus for doing trail work. Um uh, right. we will see you. Um Eric and I will see you this year at Heiner. We can't wait. You've yep. promised us. Yep. I'm gonna remind you, you promised us a place <laughs> where we get yep. to
2: We get to live
1: stream again.
2: And we're, we're moving Heiner about a hundred yards on the other side. We, John Schaefer, Mm -hmm. John Christ, and I made a, a new spot that's going to be just the race only. It's going to be really nice. So you'll have your own little spot right there by the finish line. Yes.
1: We are pumped. We're going to have, and we're going to up our game. Um, I'm teaching Eric how to smile (laughs) And we're also going to we're going to put a camera faced at the finish line as well as our beautiful faces. So we've we've got some fun stuff coming up. We can't wait to be at Heiner and join in the party. Um, Are you still looking for volunteers for Heiner? Do you need anything else?
2: Uh, Usually Heiner, we're okay. Uh, I'll put something out on the Facebook page on P.A. Trail Dogs, probably Mm -hmm. beginning of April. If we need something, usually we need maybe some sweepers, you know, for the 50K. Mm -hmm um, maybe some help at an aid station, but usually that race we're in our 17th year and it usually just kind of runs itself. So, but we'll put something out on PA trail dogs before every event kind of saying where we need maybe some help, you know, registration is always good in the morning. If you can just help out, hand out some bibs and shirts and socks and things, but, um, but we'll put that out closer to the time. So,
1: yeah. And that's a race that sells out pretty quickly. Do you know when registration is going to open up for next year for people uh, who are usually, like, man, I wish I missed
2: it. First week in May. First um, week in May. Okay. And we we only do that. We Back when it used to be paper forms, people used to say, hey, I want to sign up now to commit. And uh, so we kind of started a tradition doing it in May. But um, yeah, we've been sold out since Beginning, i think it's sold out in eight hours so we've been sold yeah. out with a wait list that i can't promise many people getting in just we just we're, were, were sold out so kind of a shame i wish we had more spots but
1: yeah that's so. all right we can get it on people's radar for um registration yeah. first week in may so they can put that on their calendars and be ready,
2: ready or if you are on the wait list and you do come to one of our trail work days, hint, 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 hint you get, <laughs> there might be a way to get in off the wait list. So Ooh, we do wow. reserve spots. Yeah, we, we in end of March, we'll be having our four day Heiner uh, work weekend. Or if you volunteer at a different event, like uh-huh. Fire in the Rocks is coming up March 16th. So if you come and help with registration and do something for us like that. Come out. Um, mm-hmm. Usually you find your way in off the wait list. So.
1: Wow, yeah. I love it. I love it. Giving back to those who give back.
2: Yep, that's fabulous.
1: All right, good. Yeah. Ah, this has been so good, but we got to we got to wrap it up at some yeah. point. We're just Thanks gonna have to have on. you. I appreciate you, it. We're gonna have to have you on again, Craig, because we still have more to talk about. But sure. I'm excited to get the word out about the Roxylvania Trail Series so early in the year. So mm-hmm. that people can get their registered for their eight races, I'm I've been looking to figure out which eight I want to sign up for myself. But I will be at Frozen Snot.
2: Okay, we'll see you guys there. Thanks for having me on. We appreciate
0: your time, Craig, and thanks okay. for everything you do.
2: All right, see you guys.
0: See ya. See ya. Okay. All right, Grace, what are you uh, what are you doing this weekend?
1: Oh, this weekend, I'm going to be at your house. We are going to run around your yard. You
0: know what I'm it's going, going to be to- great. Yeah. Yeah. Super fun. Super fun. Bring warm clothes.
1: Yeah, I will. I'm going to bring my onesie so I can after I do one loop, then I can switch over to my onesie and just hang out.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a fun time. I can't wait to see everybody. And we have a another good show next week with. hmm mr carl perkins right that's right and we're gonna hear
1: all about his um all of the crazy things that he has seen and heard as a race director over the past 10 years and uh, give us some insight into what it takes to have a well-oiled machine the well-oiled machine that he has
0: sounds good yeah look forward to it and um I guess we'll see you this. I get to see you this weekend and on Monday. Man, that's like a Grace Overload.
1: It is. I can't wait to see your reaction of Grace Overload. What are you doing this weekend, Eric? Uh,
0: Trying to deal with you. (laughs)
1: Uh, Yeah, you got plenty to deal with.
0: Yeah, it'll be. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. All right. You have a great week. I will see you. You're. Aren't you coming in my house Friday? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm coming Friday. Cool. Probably
1: like my plan is to be there like three or four or something like that.
0: Okay. Well, we'll have the red carpet laid out for you. Thank you, Queen. <laughs> <All right. laughs> have a good week. I will see you this weekend, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you Monday, the twenty second, I believe it is, for another phenomenal show of looking at my face.
1: See ya. Bye.